You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked On Mets. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable little prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. For today's show, got a couple of topics to talk about, and it is about two of the biggest stars on the New York Mets. In the first segment, I want to talk about the latest rumors surrounding Francisco Lindor and the massive contract extension that is on the table. So I'll go through the numbers of what the Mets are offering, what Lindor's camp is seeking, and if these sides will meet somewhere in the middle. Then, for the final two segments, I was joined by Rob Pearsall, editor for Metsmerize, and we talk about his interview with Marcus Stroman. It's a great read. It's a great conversation talking about what Stroman brings to the table for the Mets and if he is in for a career season in 2021. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan and follow the show at Locked On Mets. And when you're there, you will see we have another giveaway going on. This is for a signed photo of my favorite player right now, Luis Guillorme. So check that out. All you have to do is follow the show's page and retweet that giveaway post. So now let's talk about Francisco Lindor. Apparently, the Mets have offered him a 10-year deal worth $325 million. Now, this is according to Andy Martino. And what Martino said, and some other reporters, I should also say, have confirmed Martino's report. But Martino said that Lindor has not accepted the offer. He's working under that self-imposed opening day deadline. And as of Monday night, the sides were not close to an agreement and there was not a feeling of momentum towards one being made. Martino, as I tweeted out earlier in the day on Monday, can be a killjoy at times, but this is his reporting, and I'm not going to knock his reporting. But what I will say is that would be typical of any negotiation. There is still two full days, Tuesday and Wednesday, before you even get to opening day. Technically, you still have all of Thursday before that opening day night game, to come to terms on an extension. So right now, this is a classic point of negotiations where the Mets are motivated to get a deal done. Lindor's camp is motivated to get a deal done. Right now, the Mets are offering 10 years, $325 million, And a source, according to Anthony DeComo, said that Lindor's camp is seeking $385 million over 12 years. So if you're Lindor's agent and you got 10 years, $325 million on the table and you just saw 
You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. get a $340 million deal over 14 years. And he was, you know, still, what, four seasons away from free agency? You're going to say, look, Lindor has a longer track record of success. You're going to say he's the best shortstop in baseball. And you're going to ask for two extra years worth $60 million more than the offer on the table in hopes that either the Mets will just budge and say yes to that or more likely meet somewhere in the middle, whether that's maybe an 11-year deal for $352 million. That would get you at $32 million a year. That could make sense for both sides. Overall, you're looking at Lindor as a player that turns 28 in November, and if he signs that 10-year deal, you're going to be paying him through his age 37 season. If he ends up getting a 12-year deal, you're paying him through his age 39 season. And the bottom line when you're signing a player to an extension that's over 10 years in length or at 10 years in length, what you're paying for is the first five years. That's what you're paying for. And anything you get after the first five years out of Lindor will be gravy. Because the bottom line is players, once they get into their 30s, there tends to be a pretty steep decline And so you don't know what Francisco Lindor is going to be like at 34 years old. But if you won two World Series in the first six years of that deal, it really doesn't matter. And that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the ability to have a player that could win an MVP on any given season. I think he's that level of talented. A player who is a great defensive shortstop, a great leader, a great offensive player that's going to be a five-tool guy for you right in the heart of everything you're doing. And to get that guy secured long-term, I think it's a worthy investment. Even if you know that the last four, maybe five years of that deal could look ugly. But the good thing about this right now is you have Steve Cohen. And so when I see a fan complaining about Lindor asking for $385 million, I just want to point out, do you realize the work that this player has done to put himself in a position where that Monopoly-esque money is not ludicrous? I mean, let's look around baseball. Mookie Betts got 365. Is Betts a better player than Lindor? Absolutely. Are they in completely opposite tiers entirely, where they shouldn't be mentioned in the same conversation? No. Lindor has been at the top of a premium position throughout his entire career. He might not have won an MVP like Betts, but he's been a very good player, And so being in that $300 million ballpark is something Lindor has earned and he has earned the right to let his agent do his job right now and try to get as much money as possible. You look at some of the other big deals. If you're, you know, Lindor, I just talked about Tatis, he got $340 million. Are you maybe looking to get 350? So you surpass the value of his contract as a fellow shortstop, especially when you consider that Lindor has paid his dues and you know played out year after year in a small market in Cleveland where he didn't get paid until he hit arbitration and he had to fight and claw for every dime he got until he got to free agency or at this point a year away from it. You know, you look at what Tatis just earned and it's not like he doesn't deserve it or he won't live up to the contract, but you know, if you're Lindor's camp Maybe you do want more. And I don't fault them for that. Overall, 
The bottom line here is the Mets have the financial flexibility to add players like this, and they also have the financial flexibility when it doesn't work out to swallow a bunch of money on a contract and ship it somewhere else. I'm not saying that'll happen with Lindor. I'm not saying that it'll happen with another player on this roster at some point. But the Mets have the flexibility to do those things now, and they have the flexibility to sign a, a premium player to a premium contract and I don't think that fans should get bogged down in the total value and, you know, he has to take it. Why wouldn't he take it? You know, let these professionals conduct their business the way they feel like they need to. And if Lindor's camp really believes that there's more on the table in free agency and they want to roll that dice, let them. It's their prerogative, you know. It's called free agency for a reason. Players have the right to get to free agency and test the waters. Personally, I think a deal comes together at some point on Tuesday, quite honestly. I think there might be a a breaking news emergency podcast that will have to be recorded because I still look at this contract and the fact that Carlos Correa, uh, Trevor Story, Corey Seager are all going to be free agents. And if I'm Lindor, I would ultimately tell him, to take the money now because even if it gets a little bit better, uh, there's a bigger chance or a bigger risk that it gets a lot worse than it gets much better than 10 years, 325. But let this play out. Don't stress about it. If opening day comes and Lindor is not signed to a long-term extension, quite honestly, I will be stunned. So I think Mets fans just have to be patient on this one. Anyway, Really excited for the last part of this episode as Rob Pearsall talks about a great interview he conducted with Marcus Stroman. We will have that for you in just a minute. But, you know, if you're going to repair and maintain your cars, I think you're probably trying to save some money, maybe to use for your mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, maybe even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership. When you can go to rockauto.com, a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything you could want from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and have it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, specifications, and yes, the prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time. With our new Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski, Locked On Today is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. 
Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. All right, Mets fans, happy to once again be joined by my friend Rob Pierce, who works with me over at Metsmerize, and he had an awesome exclusive interview I want all of you to check out, and we're going to talk about it here with Marcus Stroman. So first of all, my first question is, what was it like to sit down and talk to Marcus Stroman? Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, it was really, really fun. Um, Stroman is just such an amazing guy uh, and such an like interesting guy too. So he actually called me. That's how we, we communicated. You know, I answered the phone and we got into talking and after, you know, a few minutes I had like the early jitters, but uh, it kind of just felt like talking to a friend once we got into it. And uh, he very just easy to talk to and articulate well thought out answers and just a really smart guy. So uh, it was definitely one of the best interviews I've conducted. I've talked to a lot of players and definitely someone who has a lot of insight. And so I was really, uh, I was really happy with how everything turned out. Um, Stroman's just a great guy overall. Yeah. I think one of the things that has really kind of jumped out to me ever since Stroman joined the Mets and just really kind of following him a little bit closer is he just has this kind of aura of positivity. And, you know, you certainly talked about in this piece and, you know, what do you think that, that that kind of brings to the Mets on a day-to-day basis, something that doesn't really, you know, show up at a box score, but what he, he's bringing to this team? Totally. It's interesting that we live in a time where we kind of see athletes' personalities more so off the field now. I mean, growing up, you know, you and I are around the same age. We didn't have access to to Twitter because it didn't exist. So the only insight you were really getting into players off the field lives were if it was in the newspaper or if they talked about it a little bit on the broadcasts, but um, even still, you didn't have this like personal connection almost with these guys. So I think Stroman, he kind of really takes advantage of that. He really is active on Twitter and social media in general and so he communicates with his fans. He engages with them. He retweets them. He, he answers their, their direct messages. He really has embraced that. And, you know, I, I feel like he probably did it in Toronto too, but we've only seen it since he's come over to the Mets for the last couple of years. And uh, I feel like that's been a really big thing. And I think that this positive kind of aura that he has, I think brings a really positive aspect to the team. You know, he has a really good relationship with Jacob deGrom. He was talking about, he was talking to some of the younger guys in camp a lot this spring, uh, including Matt Allen, who's one of the top pitching prospects in the organization. He has a lot of guys on the team that he played with in Toronto. Um, You know, Kevin Pillar, Aaron Loop, Miguel Castro, a lot of those guys. He just seems like a guy who really makes it a priority to have an individual connection with his teammates. And yeah, I totally think that it, it brings a really positive aspect. And I think it gets people excited, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And I was going to ask you about, 
you know, him being a leader for his teammates. And, you know, that relationship with Jacob DeGrom certainly seems like an interesting one as well, you know, to have someone who is a peer as, you know, obviously DeGrom is DeGrom. And, I mean, Stroman will concede that no one is DeGrom on the field. But, you know, those two guys have both been aces of staffs. And now they get to kind of, you know, work together with this Mets team. And I think, you know, it's kind of significant that we now know Stroman is going to get that second start. It's not really surprising, but to see those two guys right now, I really do think that is so important for the Mets because, you know, they need to have those horses out front that really allow that pitching depth to be enough for the Mets as they're waiting for some of those guys to come back from injuries. Yeah. And I think, you know, them acquiring Stroman in hindsight uh, has proved to be really big. I mean, when they acquired him in 2019, he was a guy who was pretty much rounding out an excellent staff. You know, they had DeGrom, a healthy Cindergard, Zach Wheeler, who kind of blossomed into a butterfly. They had Steven Matz, who was still consistent before he had a bad year last year. But, you know, and then Wheeler walks in free agency. Cindergard gets hurt. You know, Stroman opts out of the season last year. Um, and then coming back this year, the rotation looks a lot different than it ever did. I mean, you don't have those elite five guys that you were expecting to have back in 2015, 2016. You know, Matt Harvey's gone. Steven Matz has gotten traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. Syndergaard's going to return this year, but he's he's going to be out for a few months. And then even bringing in someone like Carlos Carrasco, you know, is, is a huge boost, but he's hurt too. So Stroman has now found himself to be the number two guy in this rotation. And, you know, I think that he does have uh, a lot to prove, but also I think that that's something that's kind of been part of his, his professional career to begin with. Um, but he's no slouch. You know, I think that a lot of people don't give Stroman enough credit. Um, you know, he was the world baseball classic MVP back in 2017. He's a gold glove winner. Um, and he's a guy that, like you said, in Toronto was really a, an anchor of that staff. Um, you know, and I don't think that he's intimidated by the bright lights of New York City at all. I, he's from Long Island. Um, he talked about in his interview with me that he's excited that his family can come see him pitch on a regular basis, which wasn't possible in Toronto. I think that he's he's a big boost to this rotation, and I think that he's a, he's going to be a really a really strong uh, asset to this team going forward. Uh, and just from seeing him in spring, um, introducing his split changeup, kind of messing with his delivery a little bit, the guy exudes confidence. And I think that he's really going to go out there and he's going to prove a lot of his doubters wrong this season. I will have the rest of my conversation with Rob Pearsall in just a minute, but bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Maybe you want to take a flyer on Marcus Stroman to win the Cy Young. BetOnline is the place to go. They have everything there, whether it's the NBA, college basketball, the NHL. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
We have been telling you about Built Bar for some time because it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bars come low in calorie, low in sugar. They're high in protein and high in fiber. And they taste amazing as they come covered in 100% chocolate. And right now, it is time to find out which Built Bar is best because it is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is one I'm very interested in. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Long-time Locked On Mets listeners know that my favorite flavor is cookies and cream. So I'm going to be betting for cookies and cream. You should too. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote on your favorites. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back, see who won today's matchup, and find out who will become the best tasting protein bar. Yeah, you mentioned the split change, and I think, you know, looking at this offseason, we've seen the clips of him training, and it just seems, and I guess he, he mentioned it to you as well, that his body is in the best place it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I really do think you're talking about a pitcher pitching on the qualifying offer who is really motivated and just seems to be really in a great shape, not only physically but mentally, to really attack the league this year. Uh, you know, could this be, I don't want to say a breakout year, but maybe even a career year for Marcus Stroman? Yeah, I mean, I totally think so. I mean, you can kind of just uh, feel it, you know, talking to him, seeing him on Twitter, seeing him on the field. He has this uh, this charisma, this kind of swagger um, that is really contagious. And um, I really do believe that he he's totally primed for a breakout. I mean, he even told me, you know, he said that he's 30 this year, but he feels the best that he ever has. And this guy does – an amazing amount of work to make sure that he's going to put himself in the best position possible this year, five years from now, 10 years from now to still be pitching at an elite level in this game. You know, he works out with his trainer, Nikki Hoffman, who he used to work, work out with in Toronto. And now she's working independently. He does acupuncture a lot. He has a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, which is allowing him to get full oxygen all at once. He has this, contraption that he puts on his legs that's uh that's supposed to help longevity in that aspect he does all these little things you know physically and then even mentally he has a mental health coach he is just doing all these things that he's trying to be the best version of himself both on and off the field and you know i think that's important he's doing everything that he can so that he can be elite and he's not going to fade away from the game and a quote that really stuck out to me is he said something along the lines i'm paraphrasing here but I want to leave this game when I want to leave it. I don't want it to take me out. And uh, I think he's done everything in his power to really make sure that that happened. Yeah, and that's just one of many really interesting quotes that you can find in this article, So, or the interview, I should say. So I want all of you to go to Metsmerize. I retweeted it, but you can find it by just searching Marcus Stroman, Metsmerize. It's the first thing that comes up. And you could read a really great piece by Rob Pearsall here on Marcus Stroman. Before I let you go, though, I want to talk about Francisco Lindor and a potential extension. I'm hoping that the rest of this episode that we're going to be putting up as we're recording this on uh, Monday morning here is going to be me talking about the Lindor extension. I am trying to speak it into existence. I want it to happen today. Everything 
over the weekend seems like we're heading in that direction. Do you think that, first of all, will Lindor be signed by opening day? And what's that going to mean for the Mets? Yeah, Ryan. I mean, uh, you know, Steve Cohen and Francisco Lindor got some some ravioli, some chicken parm. You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure what more you could want uh, in extension talks. But no, I mean, I fully believe that when Sandy Alderson and, and Steve Cohen and, and company acquired Lindor this offseason, they fully believed in their heart that that was going to be including a subsequent extension. Um, I think it's been their main priority all along. And I think that that hasn't faltered. I think Lindor loves playing here. I mean, he's had an amazing spring. He's another guy too, that just has this swagger about him. He has this, you know, he, he, just the way that he even puts on his uniform. I mean, you know, he has these uh, beautiful cleats he wears. He has these different clubs with these, with these colors that really pop. You know, he has such a clean uniform piece every single day is part of his personality. I mean, he, he smiles a lot. He's happy to play the game, you know, and I think that Steve Cohen buying this team has infected the, the, the rest of, you know, kind of, kind of a top down kind of thing, you know, where everyone in the organization down to the players and staffers are excited about this team. So I think a Lindor extension gets done. I think that an extension gets done probably in the next 48 hours tops, maybe even sooner. Um, you know, the Mets are, are playing this afternoon against the Cardinals, but could even happen tonight. So who knows? But I think that's their main priority, you know, and then hopefully you have a little a couple of days extra to try to work something out with Conforto, though. That's just, I think, me wanted to speak that into existence, like you've been doing with Lindor. So. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we've all been trying to speak the Conforto extension into existence for a long time, but unfortunately – it uh, doesn't seem like there's too much traction there. So we'll have to wait and see maybe after the season if something can get done. But I want you to let everyone know where they can find your work over at Mets Rise. Sure, yeah. So I'm pretty active on Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to give me a follow on Twitter, my username is RT Pearsall. Uh, my last name is spelled P-I-E-R-S-A-L-L. Um, I have my Stroman interview pinned on my page. So that's another place you could find it. And uh, that'll take you to my author page at metsmerizedonline.com as well. You could check out the rest of my work and uh, some awesome work that uh, Ryan and the rest of the editors and writers are doing for the site as well. But yeah, stay tuned for the page. Give us a follow on Twitter at Metsmerized. We have some exciting stuff. We brought on some new graphic designers who have been doing some awesome, awesome work. And uh, I think it's going to be a really amazing season. So, you know, give us some love over there. For sure. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you later. That's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. Tune in tomorrow for our final Division Day crossover preview show as we end on the Philadelphia Phillies. So tune in for that also. Who knows? Maybe a little bonus episode. Francisco Lindor signing an extension. We'll see what happens there. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. There you will find our latest giveaway on Twitter. That's a signed photo of Luis Guillorme. So make sure you go there, check that out, enter for a chance to win. Also, I want to mention Wednesday, 8 o'clock, locker room. Download the app for your iOS device and you can join in, chat with me. Ask questions ahead of opening day. Should be a lot of fun. I will also be on a Locked On Nationals locker room 
during the game on opening day. So if you want to watch the game with me, you'll have an opportunity to do so. Also, the Locked on MLB Division Preview Series is continuing right now on Locked on MLB. Every episode from now until the 31st features an in-depth look at each team in every division. And it's all on the Locked on MLB podcast feed right now. So follow Locked on MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.